This is the Worldly Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm Holly. Through the conversations we're having on this podcast, we're seeking to connect with what worldly wellbeing means. And by listening today, you're joining in the conversation. So here we are again. We are back again. It feels a little bit bizarre, to me at least, that it has been a year, probably give or take, that you and I started to have a conversation about what would it look like if we put our ramblings and our musings and our passions and some of our friends and new friends and colleagues into a podcast? When we first began, we didn't even have the word podcast in the mix. We just messaged each other and said, let's do something. Yeah. And what's really exciting, and not that you know we have anything concrete to share at this point, is that the conversations have evolved and let's do something may well continue to evolve again. And I think for me, that's one of the the benefits of this past year. We're kind of recording this on the day that lockdown three officially ends in the UK. Hallelujah chorus. Yeah, the Wahoos. Um, And we've been offered, at least you and I have, uh, and really acknowledging the privilege in that space to create. Um, Don't get me wrong. I've missed my freedom. But I've also been really grateful for the opportunities to come together and collaborate and produce something creatively. Me too. It's been such a joy. And I'm sure that when we are old and sat in armchairs, chain drinking tea and not really giving a shit about the calories and biscuits. We will look back to 2020 and 2021 and think, wow, it was dark at times, but look at the opportunities that came from it. At least that's my vision for my 80-year-old self. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm all on board with, um, I imagine you and I and probably a few other people as well, probably in some kind of either communal housing or at least living quite close to each other, you know, being those old people that actually get into a lot of trouble. I'm imagining those 80-year-olds that got vaccinated and then went out and did what they wanted immediately afterwards, um, kind of channeling that vibe, to be honest. Totally. And I wonder what a podcast will look like at that point, because I'd love to think that I know we'll continue our conversations. Um, I don't think that our WhatsApp messages or mutual groups have really ever taken a break, ever. Um, But I wonder what the kind of conversations we're having on our podcast will look like then. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about the kind of the evolution of the podcast over the past year, or at least not even the past year, sort of since we started recording and to this point, six months or so, I guess, maybe eight months. Um of kind of actually recording conversations, the kind of the trajectory, the change um, and the tone and, you know, the different conversations that we've been having, there has been a real development. And, you know, this is something you and I and Holly have spoken about offline, but we're really excited to see where this season goes because it really feels like the next step. Like there's some really exciting conversations that are coming up with some really brilliant, thought-provoking sort of industry-leading voices Um, that we're really excited to share. So we've touched on this being a year since everything began, if we're honest. Uh, But Luke, if you had any sort of reflection 
on the last year for yourself. Do you have anything you'd like to share? Yeah, I'd say probably for me is that I have been forced to reconsider what balance looks like uh, across so many different areas of my life. I'm not the most balanced of people. I go in terms of my emotions and my hobbies and I go from one extreme to the other. Um, So for me, this past year has forced me to have some very honest conversations with myself and others around what balance looks like. And that's in terms of my working professional life and how that affects my personal life. And I made a decision last year about my job uh, or my jobs. And, you know, I I can't believe that was last year, but I I took a step back from, you know, the kind of main breadwinner role that I have to focus on the other areas that I'm passionate about, which was terrifying. It just felt, it just felt that it was the right time. I don't know if the pandemic is the right time for anything, but it it felt like it, it had to be done. I think it's because I was reviewing that balance thing. I wasn't consciously doing that at the time, but I was, that was what was going on around me. And as well as that, I think balance in terms of, and this is, I think, going to be a lifetime thing for me, that that kind of balance between physical well-being with my mental well-being, exercise, food, all of that, like, it, you know, these are complicated subjects at the best of times. But for me, it's it's forced me to have some very honest conversations with myself. Um, and I don't have any answers to those ones in particular right now, but that, that quest for balance uh you know not not getting rid of you know when, when we're doing yoga not getting rid of the the solar energy and the moon energy like the more aggressive and the fiery compared to the passive and the, the chilling out like both are needed the yin and the yang the, ba- the constant balance of life like we need all of those different facets um and it's about bringing them into that equilibrium which i'm probably a year later not quite at that yet um but i'm conscious of it at least surely that's the first step and honestly, achieving balance in life, I think, is the hardest thing. Yeah, and it's definitely not in my personality. You know, I'm a perfectionist, and a you know, I want to get the, everything has to be done now. And if it's not done now, then I won't do it. Kind of attitude. Um, so it's it's not in who I am to kind of go okay, every, you know, balance that out with what else is going on. But it's a process. What about you? What have you kind of, what have you dwelt with, sat with, learnt over the past year? Well, there's been a lot of sitting with things, <laughs> which isn't really my personality, I suppose. And anyone who knows me knows that for the most part, I have a lot of energy. I like to make the most of things. I love to move around, meet people. I love to be busy. And I guess my kind of motto had always been make the most of, which is a really helpful, I think, and it can be a really positive way of living. But maybe I'd misconstrued that at points to be be busy, which is completely different. So I think the last year I've really reconsidered what this expression means, making the most of time. And like you, like all of us, I've been forced to stay still. So all the things I would do before, which were exciting and you know not wasting time and enjoying life, haven't been able to do. But has it been bad? Well, it's felt like it at times, but overall, no, it hasn't. I actually, at this point, can say I really enjoy a weekend where I'm technically doing nothing, but I'm just being. Mm. Um, and I genuinely enjoy that. And part of me is a little bit anxious about 
normal life and opening up and the idea that I need to be busy again because maybe we don't need to be so busy and moving around all the time. I think my birthday had a recent birthday, everyone. That really highlighted that for me because, I mean, I do love a birthday. And, you know, typically my birthday will involve multiple things in a variety of places with lots of different people. And this year, you know, I was stuck in my house in Cambridge and I honestly had one of the best birthdays. Mm. It was, it felt really special. What made it amazing was all the people that I love contacted me, um, thought about me. They, you know, they showed love. And that didn't have to be us meeting up in person and doing something exciting. But I felt so loved and I really enjoyed that time. So mm. that's where I'm going. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, apart from to say slowness, just being, making the most of time doesn't have to be active. I really like that. It reminds me of that cliche phrase, we're human beings, not human doings. Mm. And I think we often, particularly in the society and the culture that we live in, in the UK, it's easy to forget that. So holding on to that sense of how do I be right now, as opposed to how do I do right now, is really, really profound. So let's talk a little bit more about the next season. Um, we don't want to give too much away at this point, and we don't want to make too many promises apart from the fact it will be fabulous. Um, so what are we looking at in season three? I think from my perspective, the conversational focus is going to be key. I think what we've seen and what we've tried to do up until now is is really focused initially on the conversation between you and I when we first started recording. Um, then in our second batch of eight episodes, we spent some time speaking to other people. And now we've really begun to broaden that net far wider. And we're connecting with people that around the globe are doing some really fantastic things. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say around the globe, we're really connecting with people from so many different places across so many different time zones and cultures um, and experiences. And I think that's really exciting because it's not just you and I sitting there having a chat about, oh, well, I like the color blue and this is why I like the color blue, but rather trying to start having these immersive conversations with people that we then hope people who are listening go away and continue. Mm. You are completely correct about the global aspect. I think we're actually yet to secure someone who's on the same time zone as us. Um, yeah. Which is great. And you gave a great history of the Worldly Wellbeing podcast so far. I remember after the second season, when we started to have conversations about the next one, and we discussed how we wanted to move from, I think, to... I wonder or why to be a little bit more questioning. And I think perhaps we hope to see that in season three where we're connecting with some, like you say, really exciting people. And we want this to be quite an open conversation. So we're asking questions. Some of these people are sharing some of the stuff that they're doing, but it's also just a space of talking, asking, wondering. Yeah, I think what's really important about that is creating the space for those questions. When I'm leading training sessions or facilitating uh, 
coaching sessions that making the space to ask the question and then being okay to leave it open is really important. Those, I think, I think being replaced by, I wonder, or asking people to elaborate a little bit more instead of going, oh yeah, I completely agree, but rather saying, oh, could you tell me more about that? Expand on that a little bit for me. How does that make you feel? What how, what else is that connected to for you? Um, because then I think it re- makes the focus, instead of it becoming narrower, widens it. And then hopefully people listening will be able to engage with different facets and go away having learned something new, but also wanting to connect with different bits. And I guess that in the last year, one of the only things that hasn't been taken away from us is the ability on whatever platform or way it is to communicate and to still have conversations with people. And I know that conversations and chat are so sacred to all of us, and particularly for you and I, Luke. So I think that season three is really going to be celebrating the space and the ways in which we have conversations and hopefully like you say to highlight um to highlight the importance and the creativity and the inspiration and just the enjoyment of conversing with someone else yeah because like you said over this past year um and it feels so strange to be able to to categorize it in that way i was thinking the other day about it's coming around to the time where you make hot cross buns again. We're approaching out in Western church calendar Easter. And there, you know, I remember this being this time last year, this being the first time that I'd baked hot cross buns uh, by myself. Um, And suddenly I'm coming around to it again going, Oh, well, here we go. Second time. Um, And that kind of way of benchmarking time it feels really strange to be able to to do that uh, because like you said earlier, there have been so many parts of the last year that have been deeply frustrating and, and really challenging. I think you used the word kind of dark, like really quite difficult periods of the last year for so many people. Um, and although there have been some really great positives for us in terms of what well-being is becoming, it's also fair to say that you know, we don't want to be those people that just goes on social media and says, oh, everything's great because it's shiny and I put a filter on it. Actually, this last year has been really tough in some ways as well. And for me, thinking back to Christmas and when they changed the rules on what you can and can't do at Christmas, uh, and then staring down three months worth of lockdown in winter, I was in a very low place. Um, and taking the time to connect with people, to to even if it's online, has been a real sort of lifeline uh, in in kind of quite, what can be quite isolating circumstances. Honestly, I don't think any of us ever want to repeat January 2021. January is always, if we're honest, an absolutely hideous month. Like, we need to hibernate. Um, it's hideous. And then throw into the mix a pandemic. It was just, if there's anyone out there who enjoyed January, please connect. Tell me I need some like joy. Um, Why? (laughs) Yeah. So between the second season and now, I think we've gone pretty low. Like there was a point in January when even memes, even memes weren't making me smile. And it didn't matter how funny, how accurate that meme was. Even that 
I didn't want to see. And that's a low point, let's be honest. Yeah, because it's you kind of get tired of the kind of the kind of surface level lightheartedness of it when it's, you know, grey and January outside and drizzly and you can't do anything anyway. And normally the things that you would do, or at least I would do, to take my mind off of the fact that it's grey, drizzly and horrendous outside, um, I couldn't do. So normally I am very fortunate in that I'm able to get away for a bit of early January or, you know, I've seen family beforehand and then I'm looking forward to a series of family birthdays across February and then friends' birthdays across March. That was stripped away. So all of my like coping mechanisms, my, uh, my the ability to spend a quarter of my year on this damp island in darkness. <laughs> um, this is what I kept going back to the thing. It's like, I kept telling my poor husband, it's like, why do we live in an island where a quarter of it is like this? Why do we do this to ourselves? Because that's what I kept coming back to and all the coping mechanisms felt like they'd been stripped away. The word damp. I'm sorry, I just need to interject with a little anecdote here. I did a wine tasting the other evening, which I'm really proud to say, if anyone remembers season one, Mm. we had an episode, Yoga and Wine, A Tale of Two Lockdowns. Namaste. I'm namasteing on the screen. You can't see it, but I'm namasteing. <laughs> um, both Luke and I are proud to say that our lockdown hobbies, the things we took up in the first lockdown, we have continued with. And anyway, I did this wine tasting and we tried an English wine. And people were just writing comments in the Zoom little chat about what they thought. And someone just wrote, smells like damp. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor guy running it um, was like, okay. And he was like, well, it's an English wine. This country's damp. I don't really know what to tell you. So true. It literally, it's just the, the the last three months where it was just that level of the air was damp. It was cold. Just, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend the next 20 minutes lamenting the first quarter of the year because it's a very spring-like sunny day today. And Given the kind of fluctuating nature of my personality, I see sunshine. I'm on cloud nine. So just looking forwards, I would like to bring up a few housekeeping items, if that's Please do. And that is that podcasts can only be found easily by new people when they have been reviewed or liked or commented on. A comment is the same as a review, so I apologise for that. Subscribe is the other word I was thinking of. And even the most popular of podcasts, I normally hear the host still going on about this, so I feel like it's okay for us to as well. And that's to say, please like, review or subscribe, ideally all three of the above, because it genuinely will make a difference for other people as well as us. It definitely will. Um, And that's why Holly um, says these bits, because she's so much better at doing this kind of thing than I am. But we genuinely have really appreciated seeing how many people are, in, in terms of how we've grown in terms of what we're talking about, but also in terms of people listening and downloading and the countries that people are listening to us from. That's not to say that we're hitting millions of, of listens and downloads. We're definitely not. But it's really encouraging to see people engage with it and to share it. Um, So it gives us a bit of a boost to know that people are enjoying it. But we also hope, particularly this season, there's going to be some material that you're really going to want to share 
with people. Uh, and we know that last season struck a couple of chords with listeners, particularly around, you know, insights around fast fashion, insights into how we can adapt our lives that really doesn't have an, a huge impact on on how we how we live, but we can really alter our behavior for the better. We know that that had resonated with people and we're really hopeful that this next season is going to do the same because the conversations that we've got lined up, I think, are going to be quite provocative in a good way um, and hopefully spark some really exciting and uh, interesting questions that you can take away into conversations at home. All of that to say, that only happens if it gets shared. Exactly. So, you know, before you before you do anything, to be honest, once you hear the end of our jingle, just press that button. Press that little like, subscribe or review. It's so simple. It would be great. Thank you very much. End of public service announcement <laughs> yeah. and housekeeping items. <laughs> housekeeping items are now uh, adjured for the day. Adjourned, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I what you did there. You combined adieu with adjourned. So I can kind of see where the thought process was going behind that. Um, yeah, um, love it. Dear listeners, I do promise that my vocabulary has not slacked any more than it had. So hopefully I'll be using some more long words this season. So I think that's all we really wanted to say in this first episode, isn't it, Lukey? Yeah. Recording for season three of the Worldly Wellbeing podcast is under full steam and we will be here same day, maybe same time if you listen to us at the same time each week, uh, next week. Eight episodes total for this season again and we can't wait for you to get stuck in and to hear the wisdom and the experience of those that we've spoken to. And of course our dulcet tones. Well, we all know the real reason that you're listening. Exactly. So we look forward to hearing from you and conversations to be sparked. Peace and love. Ciao for now. <laughs>